this is Causing Friction. This is the podcast where we get a little uncomfortable, a little awkward on our journey of healing through mindfulness and becoming self-aware. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This week's episode is another in the series, Mindfulness Foundations. And we're discussing everything to do with confidence, confidence building, confidence 101, how to harness your inner confidence because I know you have it inside of you. And that's how I'm going to start this episode out, saying you are a confident human being. And I believe that. I believe every single person has confidence somewhere inside of them. It's just a matter of learning enough about yourself and how to bring it out, how to elevate it, and what will make it not go away or fade away just because you had a bad day. What I've noticed over so many years, but mostly the past three, is that people seem to think confidence is some kind of magic that you are just born with or without. And you could maybe argue that's true. But you'd have to argue that we kind of start out with a level of confidence as 100 And as we grow up, we get burned, we experience life, and that 100 that our confidence level is at just lessens and lessens. But in order for all of that to be true, you'd have to argue that some people are just born knowing their worth, knowing who they are. And that's a little bit unlikely. We know how much work it takes as an adult to accept and realize your worth. Kids they don't fully comprehend confidence. They don't realize that their personalities are complex and multifaceted or that our personalities are even malleable to situations and other people around us. They kind of just be. They exist. It kind of seems like they're in their own little world, but they're not. They're actually living in the present moment 24-7. And that's something we struggle with as adults. And kids are hilarious. They develop their own personality right from the start and they are incredibly sure of themselves because they get encouragement to be themselves. They do one little thing and the whole room claps and smiles and thinks it's fantastic. And then after a while, there's a transition where kids tend to mimic those closest to them. Mom, dad, siblings, teachers, other kids, even TV shows. And they get reaction to this new personality trait or nuances that they have possibly picked up. And this is then where that ego is born. And I'm not going to go super into ego because I do have another episode on that. So I'll leave a link if you want to listen more on how to make friends with your ego. It's in the show notes. But ego and confidence are correlated, 100%. So once a child develops ego... They also now have an understanding of what makes them feel good and what makes them feel not so good. And in this transition is where confidence will breed or diminish. Not to say it can't be rebuilt because it most definitely can, but this is the first introductory into where confidence came from and how we can get back to that carefree, confident, and present mindset as adults. So what I want you to do is just think about something as a kid that you loved, that you enjoyed doing because you were pretty damn good at it. 
Was it dancing? Was it violin or piano? Maybe you played chess. Maybe you were obsessed with cars or dinosaurs, and you knew every little fact about them. No matter what it was, you were confident while doing or reciting the activity. Why? Because you studied it. Because maybe your parents signed you up for classes, encouraged your curiosity, and always asked, how was practice? Which you would respond and reiterate what you had learned. And that repetition alone is enhancing your skills and it's boosting your confidence. Now apply this to your life right now as an adult. What topic do you love discussing? Do you have a hobby that makes you feel your most you doing because it makes you feel good, makes you feel confident? Bringing this into your awareness is key if you want to build your confidence more mindfully. The next way to bring confidence out, if you want to exude confidence, is to realize that while you went to all of those lessons, you educated yourself, you also made mistakes. Maybe you've gotten something wrong along the way. Maybe when you went to recite something to your parents, you stumbled over your words. Maybe you did it quite a few times. But what you learned from making those mistakes or failing was invaluable. When we make a mistake as a kid, we brush it off. But the older that we get, the harder brushing it off is. We care about the way people perceive us, that we care about how we look, we care about the way that we act, and we begin to fall under the spell that every move we make is being scrutinized. And because of all of this, that we have built up now some bank of shame that holds all of our past failures inside of it. And it weighs heavy on us every single day. But in order to bring your confidence out, you need to face those failures, face the shame and accept it. And that is one of the biggest setbacks to being confident or not, or your level of confidence. When we as adults fail, we resist the failure. We'll hide from it and ignore it, distract ourselves until our brain just won't let us run away anymore. But then, due to running away and ignoring, we've just added even more shame to our bank. In the moment, failing feels like it's the end of the world. And it feels as though you can't do anything right. And somehow we forget the millions of other things in our lives that we are doing right or that we are excelling at. We almost become nearsighted when we fail. And we just can't see the lesson, the silver lining of the failure or mistake. And I'm fully admitting that I do this too. I'm not saying that when you make a mistake or, or fail, you can't be upset or disappointed because you most definitely need to feel those feelings. But it's when you completely disregard your dedication and your effort and really start to put all of your value into this one specific failure that is stopping you from being confident. So what do we do about this? How do we not resist failure, not resist our mistakes? We first need to see where and when we are in this resistance. What happens when we fail? We might push the experience or feelings out of our consciousness and move them into our subconscious. It's almost like ignoring credit card debt. <laughs> ignoring the problem, it only gets worse. So in this resistance, ignoring your failures, ignoring your mistakes, this is where your shame is building up. And this is where that shame 
bank is breeding in that subconscious. And shame breeds in silence. Staying silent on your failures, not facing them, will not only allow for the shame to continue to build to the point where you're going to be too scared to try anything new ever again, but this also reverts back to point one. We feel confident when we are skilled at something. When we are skillful, knowledgeable, and an expert on a topic or a hobby. But if our shame has become so overwhelming that our shame bank is overflowing, how are you ever going to try a new skill or pick up an old skill that you once loved and you were good at? To regain confidence, you must be mindful of the shame that you carry due to past failures. Your failures were lessons on just what not to do next and what maybe didn't work that time. And I know it's easy to say that on this side of it, but I'm also acknowledging how incredibly painful it is to make a mistake and deem yourself as a failure, especially if you have any kind of anxiety, depression, mood disorders. Making mistakes, you replay them in your head for days, sometimes weeks, (laughs) or sometimes just when you thought that it's out of sight, out of mind, months later, You could be sitting in the shower trying to fall asleep and this mistake pops into your head like your brain is playing some kind of trick on you. Honestly, it happens to me all the time. I was trying to fall asleep the other day and I literally remembered at 26 years old, I failed my G1 test. But when I look back at that failure, I had gotten to such a strong mindset that I had one of two choices. Be angry at myself, ignore the problem, not try to get my driver's license again for potentially years, be 30-something without a driver's license and feel stuck and be embarrassed or (laughs) suck up my pride, my ego, go back the next day and just try the test again. And isn't that admirable that as embarrassed and disappointed as I was, I did go back the next day. I even saw the exact same people working the exact same counters marking my test and I was super embarrassed. But what overcame that embarrassment was I faced my fear and that is admirable. Being fearless is admirable. And I didn't want to be a person who gave into fear, who gave into failure because that's not what confident people do. Confident people are scared people who do the hard work anyways. And when you build up that mentality and you make it a habit that when you are faced with a difficult task that maybe you've even failed at before and you have to do it again, you can be scared and do it anyways. This will, bril- this will build up such a resilience and people will admire you. You will admire yourself for persevering and that is gonna build your confidence. Facing your shame head on, no matter how scary it is. Because at the end of the day, the shame is only yours to carry. And you really don't have to make it so heavy. And the third point that I'm going to make in this episode is that feeling of, I can't do anything right. Negative self-talk. And this point goes perfectly with facing shame and facing our failures. Negative self-talk is that little voice inside your head telling you everything that you can't do. So think about the last time that you were 
interviewing for a job, or you're really excited to try a new hairstyle, or cook a new recipe that you've never done before. Instead of our brains encouraging us, unfortunately, through many years of making mistakes and getting burned, and instead of facing our fears, our brains now are doubting our abilities and our skills and our worth, which will kill your confidence. You could feel like you're totally on a roll, second guess yourself, begin to question your decision making, and everything just spirals. And what takes the biggest hit is your confidence. Suddenly you go from questioning your ability to salt a meal enough to questioning your entire existence and whether you are even breathing right at this point. And it doesn't matter who you are. Everyone has self-doubt. You could be 10 plus years into a career, still have self-doubt. You could still have a back and forth dialogue in your head where you're putting yourself down and deeming yourself not worthy, that you're not enough. And even the people you perceive to be the most confident will have self-doubt or have struggled with negative talk at some point in their life. I guarantee that. And this negative self-talk is what stops your confidence from flourishing. It stops you from living up to your highest potential. Imagine if you just believed in yourself all the time, spoke highly of yourself all the time. Doesn't that sound exactly what someone who is confident would do? So how do we get to that point? Or how do we get to a realistic point where maybe our positive talk is 80-20? How do we battle the negative self-talk? How do we stop doubting ourselves and trust that we are making not just good decisions, but knowledgeable decisions because we are so incredibly in tune with ourselves and what we want that we are sure and confident that no matter the outcome, we will be okay. The only way to do this, to reach that level of confidence in your decisions and have negative self-talk and all of that dialogue subside is to slow down. When your mind is racing and you're anxious, you're thinking of a thousand different things that could go wrong. You're not the most confident version of yourself in those moments. That seems obvious, right? And the only way to help these situations is to slow down your thoughts, slow down your mind, and that could also mean physically slowing down if you are someone who stays busy so they don't face their emotions or thoughts. And part of mindfulness is being so incredibly aware of how alive you are in an exact moment and slowing down your mind to be present is the foundation of mindfulness. And this can be done through practicing breath work, through meditation, writing down exactly how you feel in a moment of discomfort. That's a great exercise if you're not someone who feels comfortable or ready to practice meditation. But no matter the route that you're choosing, it is about learning how to tune into those anxious moments, recognizing discomfort and leaning into it instead of running away and ignoring it. Just like we discussed with shame and failure. Don't run. It's only going to get worse if you do. You need to lean into the discomfort because that is where real growth and real change will occur. You are literally stopping yourself from being confident because you don't want to face the discomfort that comes along with admitting that you have failed, admitting that you've made mistakes, or you're stopping yourself from being confident because 
you're too scared to try something new. You're going to embarrass yourself or to pick something back up that once made you happy. You're stopping yourself from being your most confident self because of what? Fear of being judged by others? By not being perfect? I hope saying that out loud and very bluntly will help you see that it doesn't matter. None of it matters. Confidence is already inside of you. And if you want to live more mindfully, it's important to continue to develop a skill or hobby or activity that you love. Something that makes you feel like your best self. And it's important to face your shame and past mistakes or failures. And it's also important to slow down. That's all that I have for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share this with a friend and I will see you next time. 